Hello, and welcome to the Brothers in Armchairs podcast. We are three friends brought together through our years of military service who share a common interest in movies and pop culture. I'm your host, Kenny, and with me always are my brothers Arnez and Dell. Hey. Aloha. Today's show is part of our series of minisodes. Our minisodes will cover the latest and greatest movies that we feel need to be reviewed. Oftentimes, we miss some of the major trending films in our bi-weekly reviews, so we decided that these minisodes would be a perfect way to watch and review the latest films soon after they debut. Also, these minisodes will be near 30 minutes long and will drop on various days to bring you more overall content. Finally, before we get started, please hit the subscribe button and give us a review. We've heard subscribing to our podcast will help you solve intricate mysteries by increasing your ability to use deductive reasoning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now, let's get right into this review. Now, where to begin? My mother named me Enola, which backwards spells alone. And yet, we were always together. And it was wonderful. She was my whole world. Which leads me on to the second thing you need to know. A week ago, I awoke. Mother? To find that my mother was missing, and she did not return. I'm presently on the way to collect my brothers, Mycroft and Sherlock. Yes, Sherlock Holmes, the famous detective, my genius brother. He will have all the answers. Enola. Where's your hat and your gloves? Well, I have a hat. Just makes my head itch. And I have no gloves. My God. A wild woman brought up a wild child who will make her acceptable for society. She seems intelligent. There are two paths you can take, Enola. Yours or the path others choose for you. It is time to find my mother. The game is afoot. <laughs> if I have to stay hidden from my brothers, I must become something... Unexpected. A lady. <laughs> You've progressed nicely. She's safe. She's our company. I'm Viscount Tewksbury. A useless boy. You have to help me. I'm not ready to die on a train. I'm not ready to die at all, and I wasn't going to before I met you. Are you planning, Mother? She always had a reason for everything. Her own way of doing things. Perhaps she wants to change the world. Perhaps it's a world that needs changing. Uh, come on! Unlike most well-bred ladies, I was never taught to embroider. I was taught to watch and listen. I was taught to fight. I'm coming to find you, Mother. You don't know how to embroider. <sighs> Enola Holmes, 2020. Directed by Harry Bradbeer and starring Millie Bobby Brown, Henry Cavill, and Sam Claflin. Available for streaming on Netflix. When Enola Holmes, Sherlock's teen sister, discovers her mother missing, she sets off to find her, becoming a super sleuth in her own right as she outwits her famous brother and unravels a dangerous conspiracy around a mysterious young lord. So in short, I found this a refreshing, fun ride of a film that enhances the Sherlock mythos and a good heroine for young women. Currently sits at 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and was certified fresh on Friday. 
Enola is an anagram for the word alone, which is where our story begins. After the passing of her father, her brothers Mycroft and Sherlock went off to London, and she was left to be raised alone by her mother. The youngest member of the Holmes family, she was raised to be a free-willed, boundary-pushing woman who is intelligent, observant, and insightful, and proficient in everything from chess to martial arts. One day, on her 16th birthday, without any warning, her mother disappears. Having left only one item as a gift for Enola, she opens to find several little gifts inside, which are clearly clues the mother left behind. Meanwhile, her brothers come in on the train to find out what happened, secure the house, and to take young Enola under their supervision. Immediately, Mycroft assumes Enola as his ward and wishes for her to attend Miss Harrison's finishing school, while Sherlock takes the case of the missing mother. However, Enola has other plans and decides she will find her mother on her own, finding some money that her mother had left her, and then she seeks out on her mission. While on her own, she encounters a young man on a train, Viscount Tewksbury, who is hiding from his family. Enola warns him that a man in a bowler hat is searching for him on the train, but what neither of them knew was that he was actually sent to kill him. She winds up saving him, and they jump off the train together and make their way to London. While in London, Enola wears many disguises and follows the clues to try and find her mother. Meanwhile, Sherlock also begins to track Enola as well, as following the clues for their mother. Enola also continues to run into the subsequently saved young Viscount Tewksbury, as she learns the young lord is essential to an upcoming vote regarding women's suffrage. As the stories converge, it builds to a climactic ending that can only be solved in true home style and gives the promise of many more adventures to come. So my bad. My bad for this film is basically the special effects of this movie are pretty rough. The gunpowder keg scene was jumpy and not very well shot. In addition, the showdown in the Tewksbury Castle was more of a remnant of Scooby-Doo than an action sequence. Bowler hat guy is just a terrible shot in my opinion. Mycroft. Mycroft as a villain is a tough swallow. His character was always particular, being that he had some eccentric quirks. The villainous Daddy Warbucks-like character he was, never really. In fact, I'm not sure I like the way they rewrote the character. The good. Millie Bobby Brown and Henry Cavill both give really great performances. In fact, the both of them are so charismatic they carry the film in many spots. I rather enjoyed the fourth wall breaks that she delivers, and I especially like the one in the barrel while she's being drowned. The story is solid, as are the use of the clues to keep us moving forward. The little details, purple as the, purple as the ribbon on the gift and on her mother's group meeting, leading us all into the fact this is a suffrage movement. The anagrams are a nice touch, and they really do accentuate a very well-thought-out story. Guys, what you got? Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> I don't know where to start, but I will start with the bad. Overall, I just felt this was a scrappy Victorian feminist tale that was trying to capture that ironic Sherlock story. You know, I see, I think I've seen the previews of this once. And as soon as I seen that, I realized I said, they're going to try to make more of these. I can see where they're going with this because they have Most a young, yep. young lady in this. But I was not impressed. I mean, it's just... Don't get me wrong, Millie Bobby as Enola Holmes and Henry Calville as Sherlock Holmes. I think they were excellent characters. They did great in those roles. Just the overall plot. I mean, she's supposed to be a female version of Sherlock Holmes and can't find her mother. You know, on top of that, what kind of mother leaves her 16 year old child? Really? I mean, that's just bad. That's just that's just showing bad parenting skills. And my part, you know, especially nowadays in age there, you don't just leave your kid. Come on. And then the brothers, you know, kind of in the beginning there, they were kind of fighting over. Well, not really fighting over the older brother, um, Mycroft. Oh, I can handle her. Really? He can't even handle her. He wants to send her off to a, a girl's school to be a servant to some man down the road. 
all that part, I get that was part of the Victorian era and stuff like that. But to show that nowadays and, and want to just keep riding on that, not probably a good thing in my book. But, you know, I, I guess they're trying to make more of Millie a, or Enola as a character that young women can follow nowadays. But if you look at it, though, it's not a very good role model, I would think, because of the fact that she's defying her, her brother by taking off and leaving, as well as. Yes, she's supposed to be smart or intelligent, but I guess the fact that she's young, she gets caught. You know, they, they things happen in the movie that's just too easy. Like, I thought you're supposed to be this novelist or very smart at some things, you know, as well as she's fluent in a lot of different things, fighting one of them there. I, I wasn't impressed with that. <laughs> you know, the one scene, the barrel scene there, I was kind of impressed with that because I was thinking what she did. I said, you just what you need to do. And she did it. I was like, OK, that's the smart move there. But the portion with the if you remember the portion where she was caught and she was in the carriage with her brother. And he says, give me the money. I was thinking, okay, okay, maybe she has some money hidden somewhere else. Nope. You know, and then they drag her off to the all girls school. I was like, wow, that's it. That's all the fight she's going to put up. That's the bad. The good, like I said, they had some great actors in there. I did like some of the scenery there, the Victorian area there, but I was kind of picking it apart to see what I could catch. Uh, the one scene with the grandmother in the field there, or what was it near the, um, his treehouse, or the, the place he was, the, the Lord was in, I forget what place it was. Yeah, I think it was, was a treehouse. Was it? That was kind of rough. I was like, really? That's yeah. kind of a weak scene. I'm like, they didn't spend much money on that, but okay. You know, they could have did a little bit better or. That's, made a little- that's the Scooby-Doo plot of this thing that I thought yeah. was kind of like, it didn't fit real well. It felt very wow. Scooby-Doo. I, I never had a treehouse, so I envied the treehouse. <laughs> I never had one either, but I've seen that whole thing play out on an episode of Scooby-Doo. I'm pretty sure I can find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> But overall, I mean, it, it was, I guess, if for a young female or even a, a young male in a very young age, I would say between maybe eight and 13, even 14 there, they would like this movie. But I think anybody older than that would probably go, hmm, hmm. you know, I think some I, parents I liked, would like it. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> That's that young woman inside of you. That's right. I, I enjoyed this movie. <laughs> It was an enjoyable watch, but it was nothing, you know, I'm going to go collect or, you know, I think I'd said before and used it before, they're looking probably to make more of these there. And I think a lot of the movie theaters and production company movie theaters, production companies are trying to build on those. Let's make a series of movies that match up and some work, some don't. I don't think this will work in my opinion. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, that was your good? That was that, that was, was all good. he had, man. It was, was a it was a backhanded <laughs> compliment. Good. It was like my good is it was good, but it ain't gonna go nowhere. <laughs> well, it's. <laughs> I think you're a wonderful person when you're not sitting at the table talking to yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish uh, the well, but I just don't see. <laughs> I mean, I I think one of the things you said, uh, you know, when you were like, they got caught and, you know, she's supposed to be this super smart person, but she kept getting caught or whatever. I mean, they do lay it out for you in the beginning that while she's very intelligent, she has no street smarts whatsoever. She has no real world experience and that all these experiences she's having in London essentially are her first of everything. So the fact that she got caught early doesn't surprise me because she has no real world experience of how things work. Okay, again, yeah. at parenting, the one parent. <laughs> I'm not going to say the one parent can't do better. I, I, I think in a, in, a, in a house like they had or a mansion or whatever you call that, playing tennis in the middle of a sitting or study or whatever it is and breaking what is probably a couple hundred year old sculptures. <laughs> yeah, I think the bad parenting there is, you know, it's quirky parenting is what it is, right? 
But, you know, the, the issue now that you say that, the thing about it was that was unrealistic to me. If I'm correct, back in that Victorian era, women could not have anything. So the fact that the husband was already dead, she wouldn't have owned that house. Realistic. Well, she didn't they, own the house. Yeah, she didn't. They established that early on that Mycroft was actually the one running that house. He was sending yeah. money back and they just weren't using, for, using it for the upkeep of the house. They got rid of all the servants except one. They got rid of all the cooks except one. Yeah. You know, these, one of the things that she basically established was the whole plot of the movie is essentially the suffrage movement, right? It's the whole yeah. like women should be allowed to vote and have things. So it, that was that was the whole key behind behind the story. All right, let me give my good and bad. So I think that our you know if you don't if you don't read them, our Friday articles that we put on our Facebook group, it's basically our picks for the weekend for anybody to watch or binge watch or what have you. But in this this Friday's article that was put out, uh, Kenny wrote Sherlock having a teen sister who is also a sleuth enhances the mythos and gives the younger generation something to enjoy. Reading that line pretty much for me and captures what this film is supposed to be. It's presenting to us a younger female version of Sherlock Holmes. She's unseasoned. So essentially, this is a coming of age story, even though, in my opinion, she doesn't come of age in the story. We do see the origin and beginning and development of Enola Holmes as a private eye or detective or inspector or what they call it back then. So I did appreciate that. And I extracted all of that, Kenny, from your one little sentence. <laughs> Not bad, huh? Look at yeah, that. it's pretty good, man. Deep, deep, diving, <laughs> deep diving your writing, brother. And I hadn't even watched it before I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so basically for me overall, like I said, this is a coming of age story. I like, I like the fact, I really like the, the fourth wall being broken. I, I love that because- most times, and I, I, I'm pretty sure in all Sherlock Holmes films, there's a narrator, right? Even the, even the um, Robert Downey Jr. one, isn't there a narrator? Yeah, he's narrator. I mean, it's Sherlock. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, but he's narrating, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. Well, so there's always a narrator. Young Sherlock Holmes, Watson is the narrator. So there's always a narrator. So I really did love that we didn't have a narrator in this one. We had Enola Holmes herself breaking that wall and telling us what's happening in her head and in her surroundings as the film goes to give us clarity. For me, it, it added that kind of personal touch. You feel a little bit better connected with her as she, as she leaves her home for the first time, apparently, and as she tries to go to the big city and tries to find her mom and in the midst of it all becomes that, I guess, detective like her older brother, whom she admires more than the guy who's the daddy Warbucks guy, right? As far as the characters go, because, you know, that's my thing, right? I loved the Millie Bobby Brown's portrayal of Enola Holmes. It's clean. It's innocent. It's curiosity. I love the enthusiasm. I mean, it doesn't seem like anything gets her down, even though most people would probably quit midway through the adventure. She just kept going and going and going. She knows the difference between right and wrong, even though she's trying to navigate the moral and ethical implications of the big city, which at that time in Victorian period, London, it's brutal. That city is brutal. I mean, this is an era where drugs, prostitution, this stuff is all just happening and there's not a lot of police work going on. Henry Calville. So... The biggest by far Sherlock Holmes that we've ever seen is, is the Superman Sherlock Holmes, right? That guy looks like he's about to explode out of his outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so my first take was that I was like, whoa, that's, that's a, he's always going to be a giant guy, right? But in that outfit, he looks even bigger. I watched an interview where of him talking about his portrayal in the show. And he actually said that he, it was easier for him to fit into that than in his Superman suit. So in that sense, he liked the uh, Victorian suit better. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you know, in the end, regardless, uh, you know, if you take away the obvious 
size error of the period because people were not as big as him during that time frame. His portrayal of Sherlock, his his persona fits the bill. I mean, I'm not sure if there's anything this guy can't do, but he fit the bill. I'm looking forward to more Colville Sherlock. I mean, even though we're probably not going to get Cavill as, it won't be a standalone, I guess is what I'm saying. He's always going to be a secondary character to Enola. Right. Well, well, I don't know. All depends how popular he gets, right? I would assume if Netflix can find money to be made, they'll explore it. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, they're, they're making money hands over fist, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they're those guys that like, walk outside like, oh, I tripped over $50,000. Seriously. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Get rid of that, will you? Let's toss it out. Helena Carter, I, I always have a hard time of getting past her in the Harry Potter films. Even though she is a great actress, I, it's so hard for me to get past it. So in that, in that regards, I kind of wish they had chosen somebody else. But when you're thinking about that older adult quirkiness, I mean, she's that person. She seems to always be stuck in that position. So it might be a typecast thing, but she fit the bill. Overall, I did enjoy the period. I did enjoy the photography. I did enjoy the dialogue. I just overall, this film was put together in such a way that made it at the very least entertaining, but at the very most visually stunning and mentally engaging. And while I would want more detail in the investigation, the detectives, the detective portion of the show, I, that's why Kenny was saying the Scooby-Doo thing kind of wrap up was a little weird. <laughs> but I think this is the beginning of it and they can get more complex as Enola becomes more complex, right? And so I'm looking forward to that development in the character and the development in, in the show. And in that regards, I really appreciated that. Now, as far as my bad goes, I don't have a lot of bad with this film. It wasn't, it's, it's not an Oscar worthy film by any means, but I don't have a lot of bad with this film. The only bad I had is I, yes, I didn't like the way the, the Mycroft character was portrayed, but I did see the need and I understand the reason why somebody had to be that guy in order to push Enola away from the family and put her on her own. She wasn't going to do it voluntarily and she wasn't going to do it with them. And so the movie would be kind of a bummer if all three of them were doing the finding mom at the same time. And so he fit the bill. Like it would, it needed to be there. I didn't really care for it, but it was fine. I'm okay with it. Especially given that if we look at this film from a, a new fan's eyes, right? Like you said, Kenny, the younger generation where they didn't read the books, they don't know anything about the past. They only know what they're watching right now. And they'd be totally okay with it. There's no connection there for them to make. In that regard, totally okay with it. The only other thing that I, I, I really didn't like about the show is like Arnez didn't like that hook at the end, right? It, there's going to be more. I believe there was five books written of this. And, you know, for me, I, I never liked that. I never liked when they leave it open because if they never make another one, it really sucks. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like, dude, type, like Arnez, if Arnez is right and they don't make any more, that's going to suck. That means that you left it open for nothing. I say close it and just do another one. It's not a big deal. I don't like when people, I don't like when directors take that approach to, to give us that clue that there's going to be more. Um, because if they don't make more, then it's kind of like leaving a hanging chad there, right? It goes nowhere. Well, it's all about the money. So if they make a lot of money off of this, or get a lot of interest off of this or, you know, great reviews or whatever, they're going to make more. But yeah. again, my feeling already is, is that it may be like a few of those other shows out there, like airbender descendants there. It just won't be worth it. Oh, wow. That's a big one. Yeah. Oh, horrible, horrible. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, not only golden compass, another bad one. Yeah, oh, that's a good one. You're right. That oh man. So yes, don't like that at all. And then for Kenny, you know, you had said in the, in the synopsis that she, what she's better than Sherlock. What was that? 
Uh, yeah, in the write-up. I am While she figured write-up. out the case faster than Sherlock, let's keep in mind that Sherlock did not seem to interview or go anywhere, and he still figured it all out. Yeah. One, and he was really looking for the mother. He wasn't really looking for anything else. He only started looking into the Tewksbury thing because that was the direction Nola was going in. Because remember, he turned down the Tewksbury case. All right, guys, you guys have anything else you want to talk about with regarding this movie? If not, let's 3P it up. Nope. All right, let's 3P it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I will give this a, a good family film for younger families, but overall, I'll give it a pause. Wow. wow. I thought for sure this was getting a pass, man. Just your whole attitude yeah. about it. No, it wasn't yeah. as bad as what the devil... You know, all the time, the devil, it wasn't as bad as that, but I felt, I felt the anger. I was like, well, yeah, here it comes. I, I was looking for a pass. I, you know, hey, you just flipping it around again, Arnaz. Uh, it was, it was a, it was a decent movie, but just not my cup of tea. I don't think it's going to reach out to that. All those demographics I think they had in mind there. I think they may end up making another show of this, but it, it's going to be a hit or miss. I don't think it's going to go on to be a, you know, five series movies, nine series movies there. Mm-hmm. I think maybe at the most, maybe three, if that. I think it's going to be a series of movies, cartoons. I think, th- I think this is going to be some IP that Netflix is going to dive right in, man. Well, yeah. I guess we know which way Kenny's going. <laughs> yeah. right, for, for me, uh, this is going to be a play mainly because I love the take that it's made for a newer generation, older generations. If they lower their expectations and their standards, especially if they have the knowledge of Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> And all the all the little adventures that books that were spawned from it. I think this is enjoyable. I think it's a it's a nice film to have nowadays. It's a family film. It's it's a it's a film that you can watch in front of kids. You can actually encourage kids to watch it. And for the young for the young people to see a young person on screen taking the lead in something that is typically of an older older male persona, I think it's good. So definitely a play. I think everybody should watch it. All right. Well, for me, it's going to be a play. What? Um, I know it shocks you all, but I will say that this is a 2020 play. If this movie had come out in 2019 or 2018, it might've gotten a pause for me just because of the fact that it does have some quirky Scooby-Doo moments that take you out of the film. (laughs) So, but I will tell you that being what 2020 is and the amount of amazing films that we've gotten in this particular year, this is worthy of your watch. This is worthy of your time. So that's Wait, why, on, Kenny. So if it was a streamer last year in 2019, is it still a play? Probably not. I probably would give it a pause. No. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's a 2020 play. Look at that. We got something new on the table now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, like, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, you get thirsty, man. You get thirsty. You've been drinking <laughs> sand for like the last, wow. you know, eight, nine months. And now you just like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, look at this fun. Yes. Yes, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that fun. So basically the bar has possibly gone to it didn't suck. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow, okay. This is a good film. This is a- <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not going to okay. give it a relative good film. Yeah, I, I think it's a good film. And there you go. We hope you enjoyed this mini-sode and hopefully we'll have many, many more to come. We know that a lot of reviewers out there cover what's new and hot, but if you listen to us, you know that our typical review episodes are anything but typical and sometimes don't cover films like the one we reviewed today. These mini-sodes are our way to keep up with the current film buzz to bring to you, our listener, more content. And keep in mind that we have other shows for you to enjoy. Our flagship show that we drop bi-weekly. Our news show where we cover major movie and pop culture news. Our request line show where you, the listener, has an opportunity to pick a film for us to review. Our specials that pay tribute to special occasions. And soon to come, our series. 
These are themed shows that run for several episodes, like our upcoming series on Breaking Bad. Also, join us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram for the latest news and discussions about movies and pop culture. All of our information is available in the podcast show notes. We'd love to hear from you. Email your feedback, opinions, and stories to Brothers in Armchairs Podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And for myself, Arnett, and Dell, this has been the Brothers in Armchairs Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. See ya. Aloha. Ha, 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 ha.